The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test him so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's first reading is from Daniel chapter 13, that beautiful story of Susanna. And there's some important lessons to learn from that incident. First of all, the fact that Susanna was a vulnerable woman. In that society, she had no standing, particularly against two appointed judges who were experts in the law. But although she was vulnerable in that society, she was not vulnerable in her courage and her prayers. When these two wicked judges were trying to force her to commit adultery with them, she stood firm against them. She would not break the covenant. In fact, she was willing to give her life because they told her that they would, in fact, accuse her of trying to commit adultery, which would lead to her execution. But she said, I would rather die than sin. And that was the courage that this woman had. More than that, she prayed. When she was in that really difficult situation, she prayed, which was very important. She looked up to heaven. She kept her eyes on God, and she called upon the name of the Lord to help her. In contradiction to that, we have these two judges who are experts in the Torah, and they take their eyes off God, put them on this woman, I quote from Daniel chapter 13, Every day the two elders used to see Susanna going and walking about, and they began to lust after her. They suppressed their consciences and turned away their eyes from looking to heaven or remembering their duty to administer justice. Well, God answers prayers, and God stirred up the heart of this young man, Daniel. Daniel had a charism, a gift of wisdom. But even though God stirred up his heart, he still had to make that very courageous decision as a young man to confront these two seasoned judges and all the people who are now on the judge's side. But he stood firm and he challenged these two judges. He put them to cross-examination and exposed their lies. 
And as a result, Susanna was vindicated and these two judges were put to death. But more important than that, this was done in the presence of a lot of people. So this was a great witness to courage, using one's gifts, which Daniel did, and prayer. And as a result, Daniel now is held in high esteem by the people, even though he's a young man. And this would be very important because Daniel's a young man at this point, and he has a long career ahead of him in captivity in Babylon. And as we know in the first chapter of Daniel, the book, King Nebuchadnezzar knows that Daniel is very bright, and he wants to seduce him into coming over to his side and siding with his gods, the gods of Babylon, and rejecting Yahweh. But Daniel, who's now had experience with trusting God, and God coming to his aid and Susanna's aid, firmly resists and says, no, I will not eat and drink from your table. That was the seduction, O king. But I will fast on simply vegetables. He made this bargain with the king's subordinate, Ashtonaz, that if he doesn't look as healthy as the other young men who do eat from the king's table, well, he'll have second thoughts. But of course, he knew God would respond, and he looks healthier than everyone else, and that's how he resists. That first resistance now paves the way for his greater resistance and stature in Nebuchadnezzar's eyes, because when he has very frightening dreams, God gives Daniel even more gifts because Daniel chose to use the gifts that he had, the gift of wisdom to defend Susanna. And now he has the gift of interpreting dreams. And Nebuchadnezzar has this terrifying dream. None of his wise men can figure it out. Daniel not only quotes the very details of the dream, but he gives the interpretation. That leads him to a high position in that Babylonian kingdom, and Nebuchadnezzar bows down to the God of Israel. So it's a great story for us. This is why St. Pope John Paul II used this chapter 13 of Daniel in his great encyclical, The Splendor of Truth, chapter 3. He quoted from this and said, Susanna is the standard. Not all these theologians who want to propose proportionalism and consequentialism, all these theories, but rather there are some moral truths that are irreformable, non-negotiable truths, moral truths. And those cannot be in any way bargained away. So great lessons from this great chapter 13. When we get to the gospel, of course, Jesus now is confronted with another woman. And although Susanna was innocent, the woman that Jesus confronted was guilty of adultery. But notice what Jesus does. He extends her not just justice, that's what Daniel did, but mercy. So mercy and justice now meet in Christ, and that's the progression of God's revelation. We're to do that as well. To mix justice with mercy in the way we deal with those who have offended us.